Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode with Life with Chris and Tatum. Hey, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening today. Hey, we're going to talk about joy today, and it's going to be a good one, like a really good one. We're going to talk about seven keys to keeping your joy. Me snacking right now on popcorn is helping me keep my joy. <laughs> I'm just saying. And you know what makes make me really joyful is if you would hit that subscribe button and <laughs> share this podcast with your friends and family and uh let let, let's keep growing this incredible community now uh joy is such a huge deal i think it's something that um so many people are missing out on what i've discovered and the reason why i was just really inspired of the lord to to address this to talk about this is because so many people live their lives in a constant state of unhappiness stress turmoil discouragement um is and as as christ followers we don't have to live that way we can rise above all of that because i know that god's spirit lives in on the inside of us and he's promised us one of the fruit of the spirit which is joy remember that song we used to sing we taught our kids the fruits of the spirit when they were little i don't remember that you don't know it Uh -uh. teach it sing it so all the parents listening, it's a fun song to teach your kids. Well, you're just singing. The fruits is of there spirit. hand movements to it? No. Okay. Well, maybe there are now, but this was like 20 years ago. You just sing them. Okay. Love, joy, peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruits of the Spirit. These are the fruits of the Spirit. Sing it. Yeah, they loved it, and then they learned it, and then we could talk about it. Well, that's great. <laughs> you should teach your children. <laughs> and if you don't know, now you know. There's a fun way to sing it. You know, uh, so many people, they do, though. They live their lives with all this turmoil and, and, and stress and d- discouragement. And I want to talk today about how do you... Um, we, we've got to overcome those obstacles that are keeping us from experiencing the true joy that God's always called us to. You know, I yeah. think that's one of the uh, differentiating differentiating things as a Christ follower that there should yeah. be joy on, on even us. in the midst of. When I was in Bangladesh thing, and in you India, can still have joy. Yeah, these people had nothing. Yeah, on every mission trip I've ever been on, when you encounter such poverty in Christians who are serving God and it's costing them everything there's a joy that you cannot even it like puts american christians to shame i feel like massively to shame. walk away like how are they so happy they literally have nothing but they have everything because all they all they need is jesus like our that's kids all are they playing have. with sticks and rocks and yeah. the dirt and, and our so kids have happy. got ipads and uh, xboxes and and they're Chick-fil-A. like I'm Lord, Mom. you know like our kids did the same but come on yeah we can have joy that the world can't compare with but there are obstacles that uh, are common and they are going to try to steal our joy. So let's talk about the seven keys to keeping your joy. Okay. Here's the first one. Chris is going to say it because I don't know where we're at. Be led by the spirit. 
That's, it's one of the most dynamic things that you can do to keep your joy is to allow the Holy Spirit to be ever living, ever breathing, ever directing your life. It's true. The Bible says in Proverbs 16:9 that a man's mind plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps mm-hmm. and makes them sure. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, I think it comes down to having a relationship with the Lord and learning to learning to hear and then to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life. So for me, what it means is I can think, I can plan out my what I think about my future or what I hope, but if it's not in line with like the Word of God, if it's not in line with <laughs> what God wants for my life, then it's not going to work. It's I think the Holy good. Spirit, You, when I read about him in the book of Acts— he is constantly moving and ebbing people, and they're going all kinds of different yeah. directions. We are all creatures of habit. Yeah, I want to eat the same thing. I got the same hairstyle. I yeah. want. I want like I feel comfortable wearing black and white clothes because I'm colorblind <laughs> and I don't have to pick something up. But honestly, what happens like throughout our week to week or our norm, um, often the Holy Spirit can use interruptions, I would say, things that we don't plan for, things that I remember when you came home from your trip to Pakistan, I mean, Pakistan, to India and Bangladesh, you saying like, there seemed to be almost every day, like the Lord redirected our steps or some interaction that you didn't plan for, that you can't account for like, oh, let's make this happen that the Lord did. And it's in those moments that are not the mundane, are not the usual, are not the plan, but that the Holy Spirit can work and flow through you. And, and exciting, you and you have so much joy in the middle of... When you're led by Him, when you give like and freedom th- to... And it's and it doesn't just have to have to happen on the big missions trips. It, exactly. It can be... Uh, I, I think that the Lord would, would love to lead you even in smaller things. I agree. In little ways. Uh, hey, talk to that person. Hey, go meet your neighbor. Hey, offer to do this. Hey, How smile about drive at Drive a different hey. way home. Yeah. You know, there's times that I see things while I'm driving, and I'm just like, wow, that's just, that's like so cool. Like, it just, you you just, you wake up a little bit on the inside. It just, you're like, wow, that, like the other morning I was, I wake up, I mean, I was up at five in the morning, and I was outside, and I watched the sun come up, and it just illuminated the clouds, and it was just breathtakingly beautiful. Now, I'm not saying that the Lord led me to wake up to go outside to look at the clouds. I was actually kind of a little disappointed that I was up at five in the morning. <laughs> but there was in that moment that the Lord used that to kind of just quicken me on the inside where it became something just something beautiful. And and it was something very... Um, it gave you joy. I did. I had joy to the yeah. point I'm still talking about it now because yeah. it was just like, wow, God, you're so... So, so stop doing, so let me say like this, stop doing the same things the same ways and let the Spirit of God lead you. That's good. True. And when you do, you'll find that you'll you'll have so much more excitement. A lot of us, we don't have joy because you keep sitting in the boat. Get out of the boat. It's time for you to step out yeah. of, of the boat and start yeah. water walking. We got a lot of, you know, uh, couch potatoes, and we don't have a lot of people that are that are water walking. When you step out of the boat and start water walking... I mean, yeah, I know Peter sunk, but guess what? I mean, think about that later on. Talk about the joy. The guy's laughing and talking about it. Like, dude, you remember when you did that? I mean, that's awesome. Yep, yep. Okay, here's the second thing. Simplify your life. Amen. This is so important. We try to do way too much stuff. It's so hard. for. Yeah, we're just as guilty as uh, those of you listening in some ways. We have got to say no and not try to do everything that everyone 
wants or asks you to do. We have to simplify. Let's, let's prioritize like what matters the most. You know, if the devil can't stop you, he'll get behind you and push you so fast that he will wear you out. He'll wear your marriage out. He'll wear your relationship with God out. You won't have time for that. He'll wear out your parenting. He'll wear out your opportunity to spend time growing as a leader, to making an impact, you know, in the local church. Yeah. Because you are just, you're wore Worn out. out. Yeah. Yeah. We have to simplify. If you want to live a less complicated life, you may have to simplify it by not doing so much. I feel like we could say amen and all go home after hearing that because <laughs> that's, that's, it's just so true and it's so countercultural to the world we live in. So think about this. Everybody, I hear people say all the time, I'm busy. You ask people, I'm asking you a question, how are you doing? And you don't even answer it. You're like, I'm busy. Yeah. The answer isn't about how you are personally. It's just. It's always, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm busy. You know, uh, how can anybody do all this? I don't have time to rest. I never take a vacation. Think about this. Think. You're the one that's making your own schedule. Mm-hmm. If you don't like, change it. Period. I mean, I know that's a it could be an epiphany to think about, but you don't have to have your kids in five different activities that your whole weekends are spent running from one side of the city to the other to another state constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, if you're too busy for God, you're too busy. If you're too busy for your spouse, you're too busy. Yeah, period, period. I, I would suggest that you spend uh, an hour writing down or talking with your spouse uh, about what it is that you want to do. You know, look, look, look at all the events that are happening in your life and write them down and find out what are profitable to you and what are not. Mm-hmm. What are the things that you're doing that really don't need to be? And what gives you joy? And then what steals it? If you're like, this is just terrible. Every week we have to do this. Ask yourself the question and be willing to answer in an honest way. Like, do you actually have to do that? And if not, then just cut it out. <laughs> Stop doing it. Don't have to say yes to every birthday party. I was just talking with a family this weekend who said we finally reached a point in our lives, it was so hectic because there were so many parties because of the age their kids were at. Everyone has parties. Everyone invites the whole class. That's like 20 or whatever. That we, She said, we just had to say no. Like we, We're not going to commit to go to every birthday party. And I thought, like, that's so why. Like, that's smart. Like, don't. And don't feel guilty about it. You don't have to do. And you can't. You can't be a healthy person. You can't have joy saying yes to everybody else and pleasing them, not doing what God's called you to do. And then what fulfills you. Man, that's so good. Preach it, baby. Preach it. Think about this. When you uncomplicate your life, now you can enjoy your home. When I declutter, I can enjoy my home. (laughs) But that's true. It's along the same lines. Like literally for me, like seeing less, like if I have something on the table or on the counters that doesn't belong there, it makes my brain like twist a little. I need it like uncomplicated and decluttered to right, enjoy This is a sub point right here. This is uh, designing with Tatum. <laughs> I don't like clutter. Why? Why don't we but have But she loves here? pillows. You got to have pillows Stop. and decluttering. Those are not clutter. <laughs> I only have a few. A few? I remember I counted. We have like Honey, 93 pillows in you, our house. That is not true. No, it is. The I Lord right <laughs> now is in the place and he knows liars. That's not true. And he does. And when you're saying it's not true. Y'all, I have three on my couch. That's all. 
<laughs> Hold on. Do y'all want to know the real question? <laughs> the real truth. Do people want to know the real question? Chris, I'm going to ask you a question. Wait a second. A real question. No, wait, wait, Hold wait. Hold on. How many pillows do you sleep with at night <laughs> in order to fall asleep? I have two. Okay. And I have one. one. Right. Ooh. Who likes pillows? That's the only two pillows I need. Okay. But you still have two and I have one. I love you. Okay. Okay. Where was Uncomplicate I? your life. Okay. So you can finally enjoy your house. Some of you are so, you're everywhere that you never get a chance to enjoy your home. How about, how about your kids? Some of you, you're so busy with everything, you never even have a chance to really enjoy being with your kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you love them, but do you really spend time just enjoying them? How about uh, when, when your life is uncomplicated, you can actually spend time laughing and being with friends? Or how about enjoying your relationship with God? So many people are so busy, you don't even have time to, to take care of yourself physically. Like, yeah. you, like you, you can't even go for a walk or go for a bike ride or you know, work out. Uh, some of us are so busy that it's been the longest time since you've just sat outside and just looked at the clouds. Mm-hmm. Just that change that'll listen, right there will give you the, joy. To the like leaves, the wind blowing through the you know a wind chime mm-hmm. or something. Slow down, slow down. Take Let's time enjoy. to laugh, everybody. Take time to enjoy your life. Yes, because Satan wants to steal your time, and he steals your joy by making you so busy that you can't enjoy everything God's given you. Or we make ourselves so busy. Let's not blame the devil on mm-hmm. that one always. But yeah, slow down. Here's number three. You want to you have joy? Pray with boldness. Oh, in John 16, 24, Jesus said, ask and keep on asking and you'll receive so that your joy may be full. I believe that there's people that are not receiving what God has for them, what God wants them to have, because we're not asking for it boldly. Yeah. Or we don't even ask at all. I think sometimes I get guilty of that. I mean, I am guilty of that. Not I get it. Like sometimes I don't really ask for the desire of my heart because you just like think, oh, that's too much to ask for. I don't like deserve that or I don't. But like, come on. When I think of our, our children, for those of you who have kids, like if you know something that your kids really want, I'm not saying that they get everything they want, but like, don't you love it when they come to you and tell you, like, what are the desires of their heart? What would they really love? Like, you're like, oh, for Christmas, for your birthday, like, I want to do that. And I think I think the Lord, he's not a Santa Claus or Christmas birthday, but I'm just trying to give an analogy that he wants us to ask. The, 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 the he even Bible said it, says so like, that your joy may be yeah, full. Yeah, and he says you have not because you ask not. So don't be afraid to ask. I asked him a couple years ago. I said, put me, put me before great men. I just began to ask him. I said, Lord, I want, I want, I'm asking you to put me before great men, great leaders, great people in ministry that have done amazing things for you. I'm asking you to do that. And in mm-hmm. these last few years, God has put me before some of the most influential mm-hmm. um, Christian leaders on the planet. Yeah. And you've seen me after I've been uh, with some of these guys. I mean, there's like this joy on the inside mm-hmm. of me mm-hmm. because God has been answering this prayer that I have. It actually boggles my mind at times that God does that. He does. He loves to do that. I think he loves to, to in specific ways, show you that he hears your prayers and that he's a God who answers. So and don't he, be afraid to ask. 
And think about that. I mean, every time that God's answered your prayers like that, there's just like this. You're like, oh, uh, so sweet that he hears and he sees and he knows. Be specific. Be bold and ask. I would rather ask for a lot and get part of it than ask for a little and get all of it. Mm-hmm. So I want, I want to ask for big things. Yeah, that are in God's will. Okay, can we just bring some balance to this? Because there is scripture that talks about that. I want to go swim with a blue whale. Oh, Lord. That's not in the Bible either. Mm-hmm. No, swim with a blue whale. Wouldn't that be cool? No. No, it'd be really cool. No, oh, Chris is the risky one, and I'll just stay on the island and watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that God put us together because we're so different, and I'm very happy, and I have a lot of joy on the island. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out there swimming. I, oh, man, that'd be so much fun with a blue whale. That'd be so cool. Do it, Pam. Okay, number four. Be quick Lord, to wait, 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 Lord, oh. give me uh, an experience that I can go swim with the blue whale. Oh, Lord. In Jesus' name. And I'm asking for Tatum to come with me. No. Amen. Number four, be quick to forgive so you can forgive me for just praying that further. No, but joy is restored uh, to your life when you learn how to forgive and to forget. And those are two virtues that really go hand in hand. Let's talk about it. Well, uh, God tells us to forgive, uh, tells us that he forgives us of our sins. He puts them as far as the east is from the west. You, if you went to God and said, Lord, you remember I did all this? In essence, God basically looks at you and goes, no, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. He wants to remember them no more. And if God has done that for us, how can't we do that for other people? Mm-hmm. So the reason why we need to, to forgive others is because your faith doesn't work if there is unforgiveness in your heart. So the previous question, or the previous key is that we have to ask God so that our joy can be full, mm-hmm, fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that will short-circuit your prayers being answered is unforgiveness That's in your heart. That's very true. That's biblical. It's so hard. I know that. I can just hear people listening like, it's so hard. You don't know what they did. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what happened to me. I was like the victim. I was innocent. I was whatever. Like We're not dismissing the sin caused against you, the suffering and the injustice that may have occurred in your life. And I'm not saying you need to be friends with them or hang around them or they need to be around your family or your kids, but you need to... We have to allow the Lord to bring healing that happens through forgiveness. Yeah. You know, uh, I've said it many times that uh, holding unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping that your enemy will die. Yeah. And hoping that... Because because it does, it it kills you. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts you. It hurts you. It's for your better. It's for your good that you that you forgive. So many people, they hold on to unforgiveness and these grudges and they just, just ugh, and they're thinking about the person. And the, the tragedy is, is that the person that they're just so upset about and just holding these grudges and things that's just making yeah. them so miserable on the inside oftentimes, isn't even thinking yeah, about oftentimes them. Oftentimes they're not even remember, like thinking about you. They're enjoying their own life right now. And they're not even thinking one bit about you. Yeah. And yet it is dominating your life. Just ask the Lord to help you. I know we know it's really hard. Chris and I have been hurt and and betrayed in in uh several occasions in our life. We we're not pretending it's easy to do just like, oh why just let it go, just forgive them, just like forget that it happened. But what we are saying is come to the Lord. It, he knows your heart and he 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 sees, he knows what's happened. And ask him, Lord, I, I want to forgive, but I don't know how. Like, I don't know how to change how I feel. Help me. Help me forgive. Help me just 
there's been seasons for me personally that I was wounded so deeply that I had to repeatedly tell the Lord, and it was months that I still would say like regularly, God, help me forgive them again. I don't want to hold this against them. I don't want this like bitterness to get a root in my heart. I'm giving it to you again. Help me to forgive. I don't feel like forgiving. I want to hurt them. Like I want to tell everybody what they did to me. Like help me, God. And and God understands that He, the Lord knows the motive of your heart. And if you're trying and taking steps and asking for help, He will help you. Yep. He will help you. And, and we're going to have to do He's it. He's not just saying buck up <clears throat> under yeah. it. Like just get over it. That's not the heart of God. He'll help you walk through. It can be a process. Doesn't mean overnight. Because unforgiveness will steal your joy. It will. Life's too short. Travel light. Travel light. Travel light, everybody. Number five. <laughs> I like to pack a big suitcase when I travel. <laughs> oh, but... Lord, she does. <sighs> I need a few things. Anyway. Number five. How do you have joy? Obey God. Boom. Hey, there's Mic another drop. song we taught our kids, but I won't sing it. <laughs> you remember it? Say it. O B E Y. Obey, Obey your, your mom, mom and dad. dad. It was about obeying yeah. your parents. It makes them very glad. It sure does. It's a good we, one. We had that one on repeat. We played it all the time. The kids would <laughs> they sing they it. Would they're be real little jumping dancing. around. Oh, B E Y. Obey your mom and dad. We're like, that's right, girl. Sing it. Sing it loud. <laughs> Clap to that. <laughs> hey, you got to teach them. Uh, Listen, I can tell you from experience that walking in obedience to God is one of the best ways to have a joyful, um, outrageously blessed life. Wow, outrageously. Yeah. Psalms 37 verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. But the key is, first thing right there, delight yourself in Him. It's not delight yourself in materialistic things. Delight yourself in buying the new car. Delight yourself in shopping, delight, whatever. No, delight, find your delight, find your fulfillment, find your joy in him. Mm-hmm. And then he'll give you the desires of your heart because you, then you'll have godly desires. Submit your plans and your purposes and your passions to yeah. God and listen to God and do what he says. If you'll do what God tells you to do, be obedient. Like you're going to have so much peace. The reality is that so God knows what's best for your life and he will lead you into the perfect in the, into the perfect plan. Uh, if you give him permission to do so, God is the ultimate gentleman. He will never force you to do something that you're not wanting to do. Yeah. He always waits for your permission. He always waits for... Um, He'll lead and you follow. Like, do you want to come with me? But do you, you want to be obedient? Him, but he, 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 yeah. he, he waits for you to open the door. He'll never force you to become a Christian. He'll mm-hmm. never force you to step out and start honoring the God with, with the tithe. He'll never force you to do any of these things. So let me just ask a question to you. Okay. Everyone listening. Okay, not me. <laughs> I'm like, give are, it to me. Are you in a position right now in which God is asking you to do something that you don't want to do? And if you are, I would strongly urge you to do what he's asking you to do mm-hmm. because your joy depends on it. That's so true. I can think back of so many times in my life where I felt like you, I knew... God doesn't want me to do this and I'm just going to keep doing it anyway, right? Like those, the rebel inside of all of us that wants like our sin nature wants to do what we want to do. And I know this probably isn't in the will of God, but it's so fun. I'm going to do it. Like we all know what that's like if you've served God for any amount of time. Like that's our flesh. That's the, that's the 
human side of us that wants what we want. But honestly, there's so much joy that comes in obeying the Lord and his plan and his will and his like his word. Like it's a we have we know what he wants us to do when we read the word of God. We know the will and the plan for our life. So it's not a matter of not knowing. It's just are we gonna do it or not? When you do it. <laughs> when you do boy, there's great joy. Yeah. Great joy. Okay, number six. Be yourself. What was that? It was off of Aladdin years ago when oh, um, wow. uh, the genie told <laughs> Aladdin. He's like, what do I say to Jasmine? And he's like, he's like, be yourself. And he turned into a little How many bee. times did you watch Aladdin, babe? Probably a number. Because my sister. Explain to people. Yeah. He has a little sister. Yeah, my little sister. All the time you watched Aladdin. And Cinderella. Wow. And we would play Cinderella. I know. And you were not a nice big brother. So I'll just tell you what we did. When Repent my, right when now. When my mom and dad would leave, because <laughs> they had to go do something, my brother and I would have to watch my little sister, because she was really, you know, she was like four or five, or whatever. And so we would we'd play Cinderella and yep. Amy, because m- when my mom and dad left, we always had all these chores we had to do. We had to, we had to vacuum the house. We had to pick like up Like left the, you a list of chores, like we're going out. And we'd come back, and they would give me like a buck 50 or something like that for <laughs> watching. <laughs> and... uh but we would say, Amy, do you want to play Cinderella? She'd be like, yeah. And then Aww. we'd say, then you need to wash these floors. Because we had to do it where you put a little pine saw on the tub in a bucket, and you had to like get on your hands and knees and like wash Scrub it, wash it. with it. the rag, yeah. So we would just sit there and- Play the movie. And they would make her do it when she was like five. Yeah. Isn't that- How was she? Mean? Yeah. Anyways. She forgives you now. Be yourself. That okay. was a rabbit trail there. But, but in other words, be satisfied and happy with yourself. That's a very important key in uh, in, in finding yeah, joy. in like who you are. I would, yeah. You don't have to be like anybody else. You need to just be you. That's a great way to clarify. Because I think we can all grow and we can all be better and we can all change. But it's it's like who your identity is anchored in is in Christ and being comfortable and knowing this is how God made me. This is what God says about me. Comparison is, a, is the thief of joy. Man, that's true. And many people think, uh, let me say it like this. Uh, so many people think that they, they've got to become someone different than themselves. And when we do that, it steals our joy. We don't have, we don't have to compare to anybody else's life. All we're cr- required to do is be who God created us to be. Yep. Be you. Listen, there's only one you. So be unique. He gave you talents. He gave you ability. He gave you the way that you see things. And when you're actually living the way that God has intended for you to live, that's when that's when you have joy. Think about it. Nobody else in the world is just like you. Nobody has your same fingerprint. Nobody has your same eye makeup. You know what I'm saying? Like my makeup. Not your makeup, but I mean my like eyeball. they can scan your retina. I mean, it's like the only one that there is. Yeah, it's true. I mean, your DNA is unique. There's only one of you. Mm-hmm. You're an original. And so God didn't make you to be the best somebody else. He made you to be the best you. And when you start learning to be you, <clears throat> you know, and we get tempted. We do. Yeah. It's easy to to look at what other people, who they are or what you perceive them to have or be or whatever and think like, man, I wish I was more like that. I wish I had that or I, whatever, looked like that. But that's what steals your joy. Just don't get caught in the trap. Learn to 
believe who God says that you are and be uh, content and happy with that. If if you try to be like somebody else, you're going to miss out on the beautiful life that God has planned specifically for you. Yeah. Number seven, God. let God invade every area of your life. And so a big change that God helped me in uh, years ago was to stop dividing my life into what I thought was spiritual and non-spiritual. Does, does this make sense? It makes sense to me, but you explain to them. Well, I, I think there's so many people that they fall into this religious trap that we compartmentalize our time with God. And like, okay, if I'm spending time you know, reading the Bible and praying, then that's very spiritual. But then when I stop doing that, then I'm then everything is really non-spiritual. Mm-hmm. And you know, people think, well, the only time that I'm actually really pleasing God is when I'm in service worshiping and when I'm at home praying and reading the Bible or listening to some worship song. And I think God's going, I don't want you to compartmentalize me. Yeah. He wants to be a part of your entire life. Let God like, invade all, part all of your... parts of your life. Yeah. So that means when you're shopping for groceries. Yeah. I'm praying for a close spot at the grocery store door. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, when you're doing day to day, like, yeah. let's be looking for ways that God is present and inviting him to be a part of the what feels mundane because he's there. We just need to wake up to the fact that it doesn't have to feel like a spiritual moment to be spiritual. Everything about our lives are we're spirit beings, and the Holy Spirit resides in us, and he's with us. Daily. You know, one of the things that I've tried to do with our kids is that, you know, there's been times where like we've sat down for like a really nice meal at some restaurant. And before we eat, I'll let them know, hey, you know, the reason why we're able to enjoy this meal here today is that God has been so good to us. Yeah. And that your mom and I, we have honored the Lord with the tithe throughout all these years. And we have lived beneath our means and we've worked hard. And God has blessed. He has brought increase. And it, the only reason why we're able to enjoy this is because of God's because of him. blessing. So yeah. that right there, yep, makes it about him. Makes it about him. Mm-hmm. You know, even when you just what what if you're like walking outside in the, in you know you're taking a walk in the morning, you see the the clouds and it's just like beautiful. You, you, why don't why not just stop and just go? Wow, God, mm-hmm. you're showing off today. Mm-hmm. So cool. We do that, don't we, honey? I love it. You know, you I, mean, I think that there's opportunity throughout all of our day mm-hmm. to be in connection with him or to have our head on swivel to be used by him. And so again, I think that you'll find joy when you let Jesus invade every yes. aspect of yeah. your life. So true. So I'm just going to encourage you today, make a firm decision to enjoy your journey. And when you do, I promise you that you're going to live an abundant, tremendous joy-filled life that Jesus died for you to live. That's true. So everybody, we got the joy, joy joy (laughs) in our hearts. (laughs) Love you, everybody. Hope you all had a great time with us today. We can't wait to see you back here next week. Thanks for listening, y'all. God bless.